Hey, what's up, guys? This is Chase. We've got an awesome interview with Matt Giovannisi, who created a new software product, actually a plugin for WordPress that, first of all, is going to be useful for a lot of you. But what we get into the details of is how did he put this thing together? Now, I didn't think the interview would go this way, but what we got out of it was gold. How do we get to work with partners? What are the things we need to think about when we're putting together our sales pages? How do we talk to customers about new projects and stuff like that so we can fill in the gaps in our model so that everybody who sees it, it makes more sense too. Great conversation starting in a second, but first, this conversation is brought to you by Gusto. Gusto does payroll and benefits for you. We use them ourselves here at Fizzle, and we think that they are pretty much the best tool out there for this kind of thing. It's not just us who thinks that. PC Mag and Fit Small Business have both called Gusto the best payroll for small businesses because it makes payroll a breeze. Now, you can sign up and uh, and get three months for free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle. And we're also brought to you today by Vast. Vast does these conference calling, has this conference calling feature thing that you can have crystal clear audio quality and tons of great features like screen sharing, instant conference calls, as well as operator assisted events where you can like leave the technical details to the pros. You got to check out this company, Vast Conference Calling, who's helping support the show today. You can get a 30 day free trial when you go to fizzle.co slash vast, that's fizzle.co slash vast, V-A-S-T. And one more thing here, if you go to the show notes for this page, you'll be able to find a coupon code that'll get you a discount on Matt's plugin, Earnest. For any of you affiliate marketers out there, it's going to be definitely something you want to try out. So go to fizzleshow.co slash 250, and you'll see in the show notes there, a discount code for Ernest. All right, let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Party horn, party horn, because it's a good one today. What's it never up? gets old. What's up, entrepreneurs out there, small business builders, people earning a living, doing something that you care about? Today, we're going to sync up to the mothership, the entrepreneurship mothership. Oh, Stop it. Yeah, because you need a little inspiration. You need a little guidance. You need a little education. You just need to, you know, a little shot in the arm a little bit. And that's what we do here on the Fizzle Show every single week, giving you some inspiration, education to get you building your business because you gotta, you got to work a little bit to get it, right? you got to work a little bit, and you don't have to work that hard. you just got to work smart. So let's smarten up. That's what we do on all of these episodes, and this is episode two. 250 Corbett Bar. Oh, man. Unbelievable. Wow. Can you even imagine that 250 I years can. ago, we'd be doing this thing 250 year years from then. 250 years. It's amazing. So many good years. All right. Now, today we have a special guest on the show, but before I get into that, if you're a new listener, head over to fizzle.co slash Toolkit. We created a little gift for you there to give you the 10 best episodes of The Fizzle Show, along with several of our most important resources, like the 80-20 sketch sheet, which is going to help you figure out how to copyright anything for your blogs and your podcasts and your things like that, Mm. like the business sketch template. 
which is going to help you make a business plan for your website without wasting a bunch of time. Mm. Come on, you turkeys. Yeah. Get into it. Fizzle.co slash toolkit. All right. Get into our special guest today. First of all, I'm with Corbett Barr. Hi, Corbett. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Hey. Good to see you. Good to see you. You look good. You look great. Thank you. I was fishing. I was fishing. <laughs> Always fishing this one. <laughs> By the way, we had a we had some guests on recently that were like they were like more mellow, like slower, low key. Li- like I'm um, thinking about like Charles Eisenstein, uh-huh. great like deep dude. Yeah, and I I, I did the like. Welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> right, and I warned him beforehand. I was like, "Dude, I might come up, loud. I'm going to come up real high, <laughs> but then I'm going to work myself down, and we're going to have a conversation." <laughs> but I think I had ruined the impression. He's already, he's already like, "How did I get on like a Z100 morning zoo?" <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the danger of doing the intro while the guest is on. That's right. It totally is. So I'm with Corbett Barr, and we're talking with Matt Givenese. Say, Matt Givenese, say what's up. Where are you in the world? What's up? Actually, it's Jiblinabonski. I changed it. <laughs> oh, I'm going. I'm going straight Polish. <laughs> wow, but still difficult. I'm going from Italian <laughs> to Polish, to Polish yeah, still with, a, with a yeah. ski at yeah. the yeah. end. I like it. I yeah. like it. Where? You- and speaking of ski, I'm in. I'm in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Love that. What, Boulder voted yeah. the happiest place in the country by Forbes magazine or some really important publication. You like got to be kidding me! That's voted that. And I'm miserable. <laughs> no. Oh. And you're miserable? Wait, did that just get really serious? <laughs> the irony. You guys, before we recorded, he was playing us some dashboard confessional type emo music. Yeah. Uh, emo, if you're... It was mm, good, man. It, mm-hmm. it was really... It was strong. It was strong. Yeah. So, Matt, listen, you have a very interesting story as an entrepreneur. You've done a lot of things, and you've done Thank it as you. like an agile an agile little guy. You've been doing a lot of different stuff mm-hmm. and I love the way you've been able to start stuff up, be able to pivot that, find what works, throw away what doesn't work. You've got one site that's mm-hmm. always been going in the background that's kind of keeping you going and figuring out how to like how to mm-hmm. how to get all that monies, right? So I I don't know. I want to hear I know you just put out a new project which I think is really interesting because I do a lot of Amazon mm-hmm. affiliate type stuff as well or at least have over the years. So that's interesting. So maybe start there and then let's go backwards and see how this story got started because I think people are going to find inspiration in how you think about business because just looking at you as you know the Italian that you are I think people are just going to be like if he could do it if he could do it I could do it you know and before you jump in Matt why because I'm just because the way you look yeah. Okay. More the more oh, the okay. New Jersey part or yeah. Philly part. Yeah, the Philly part. <laughs> That's uh, fair. No, That's but fair. before yeah, you yeah, jump yeah. in, could you just tease people with listing the subjects or the topics that your various businesses have been on? Because mm. that is like to me, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Let's okay. hear it. Uh, the first one is swimming pool and hot tub maintenance. Ooh. Um, yeah. Are you drinking a growler of beer, by the way? No, it's water. I have water. To have, if I have a huge water bottle, I drink lots of water in the day. It turns out that's okay. kind of good for you. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Look, yeah. No All one right, can so see any of that. but Pool and hot tub maintenance. Pool and hot tub maintenance. Um, not a coincidence. Just been doing it since I was 13. So mm. kind of just fell into it. Fell yeah. in. Dove so into it, if you will. Oh, it's a pool pun. Um, <laughs> then I do, I have a coffee website called roastycoffee.com. Okay. Um, I have a home brewing website, brewcabin.com. Um, I have a, I guess an entrepreneurial website, moneylab.co. I have a software product. 
Um, so yeah, is that what you wanted? The whole yeah, the, and you were, the you laundry were, list. You were of, a co-host of a, a personal oh, finance podcast. That's that's true. Yep, I did yep. personal finance. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I'm guessing there have been other failed projects that you're not mentioning on other yet other topics. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, uh, yep. I created a social network for dogs back in 2007. <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's enough. All right. Oh, it's good. Put a pin in it. Corbin goes, oh, that's good. No, I love it. That's but this good. is just like, this yeah. is, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That one, that one got pretty far. Yeah. Yeah. Did it really? Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, tell us about the newest project, the software thing that you just, that you just put together, because I think it's very interesting for some of the people out there. Yeah, so we did a, uh, it's called Earnest, uh, but it's spelled Earn I-S-T. Um, oh. You know, sort of like a web 2.0 play on the word Earnest. I just think, the I, honestly, the first, I think that's a killer title. No, I think great. it's a killer name, Earnest. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll, you'll specifically, be an earner with it. Yeah, specifically for what it does. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a WordPress plugin. It's uh, getearnest.com. Mm. And it's a WordPress plugin that I have been personally using for three years. I had oh. built this, um, like, I'm not really a programmer by trade. I'm more of a designer, I would say. But I learned enough to develop this plugin. Actually, Andrew from Listen Money Matters uh, kind of forced me to build this plugin. And I think he actually did one himself. But he, he was like, hey, um, you're, you, should be, you should be on Amazon because I was using a bunch of other affiliate programs to monetize some university and Rosie and stuff. And he was like, you should use Amazon. They pay more, all this other stuff. Uh, and they have an API, which for the non-technical people out there means Corbett. I'm throwing that one to you because I have no idea what it Application means. Application <laughs> programming interface. <laughs> okay, right. dork. <laughs> what a dork. So I, so I, so Amazon has an appy, and I took that and built this like little custom plugin just for my websites. They only worked for my websites, where I could just type in a short code within my post. Uh, so I could just type in like bracket Amazon ID equals the Amazon product ID. And then as soon as you would load the page, it would pull in this nice box with a buy now and Amazon button. It would pull down the price. It would pull down the, um, the image, uh, the title, everything. And I could and totally format customize it like, it like you want it customized and how you format want it. it. Yeah. It displayed the way I displayed it. That's why it was so custom because it's like, yeah. it was all, it wasn't, it wasn't really a plugin. Like I had built it within WordPress, which was, yeah. which I found out later was dumb, but you know, so, and then I would, and then the plugin would update the price every day from Amazon. So it would go and check all the, you know, products on my website. And if price had changed on Amazon, it would change it in my database. Nice. Um, so I had built this for myself and I used it on all my sites, but I had to like, I had to install it on all my sites and then like tweak, you know, little customizations here and there so that they worked. And if anything broke, I was screwed because I have no idea how to like troubleshoot or, or do any sort of debugging or anything. I would, you know, I would do all that. So three years I've been using it and people, once I started doing money lab and people started, like people started to realize who I was, you know, behind the scenes of swim university and all this, Mm. they would say, how did you, how did you do that? Like, how, how are you doing those Amazon things? Mm. And I was like, oh, I have this plugin. I made it myself. They're like, oh, can you sell it to me? I'm like, literally don't know how to do that. Like I, I, I. I don't know how to make a plug-in for other people. <laughs> I would love to, um, but yeah. Yeah. And also like I was I was afraid because I'm like, oh, if my plug-in breaks, you stop earning money as a business owner. Right. So like yeah. and that stress on me as a non-programmer would have killed me. So uh I never I never pursued it. And 
until until um, I had a recently failed software company, or at least not failed, but I had walked away from it. And I had met this other programmer, and I've been very skeptical with working with programmers because I used to I used to work with programmers in my day job, and have had some heroin issues, not personally, mm. but like <laughs> with other people. Yeah, and that's a whole fun little. Side mm. story, but yeah, sounds, I sounds heavy. programmers aren't known to be drug addicts. If that's what you're, no, <laughs> no, or, or stash a lot of guns in their house or any of those things. So, so yeah, I so uh, you had a bad experience with a programmer. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> I, I won't go into the details. Cut to, I met a guy, actually locally. He he, somebody sent him something I did on Money Lab that parody email page that I did. Found out I was in Boulder reached out to me and was like, hey, I want to meet interesting people. Do you want to get coffee? I said, sure. Normally when I get emails like that, you know, somebody wants to pick my brain, which I'm mm-hmm. totally fine with. But that is not the conversation we had. He had he had his own business. He was doing super well. And he just wanted to meet interesting people, like exactly what he said. So mm. um, he's a developer. I'm a marketer. And so he was like, do you have any ideas we could work on together? And I said, "I yeah, I mean, I have this idea that's like, People keep asking me about it and I don't know how to make it, but I know it would be lucrative if we sold it. But I also didn't want to sell that type of thing because like then it puts me into that world a little bit. So eventually I was just like, look, it's easy to do. We can knock it out in a couple of days, if 30 to 40 days. Mm. Um, And so we did. We basically teamed up. We did a 60-40 split and we just ran with it. We just he started developing all the code. Uh, using my original code, so he said it was very helpful, but I had to scrap all of it because mm. yeah. I don't know how to code. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did all of the other stuff, like all of the the, the landing page. Um, we built a little tiny mini course, mini video course that goes along with the plugin. You know, all about affiliate marketing, and you know, helped him sort of develop the plugin and and work with the beta testers and stuff. And smooth, like a very smooth mm. launch process. People like it. The feedback was consistent. We we I think we only worked with about six beta testers, people that were friends of mine who I knew were, who I knew in the space. So the, the feedback loop was open, um, and yeah, it 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 did really well. I, I I mean, I don't know what else you want to know about it, but basically, if you're an affiliate marketer and you have a WordPress site. And you want to use Amazon or literally any other affiliate program. Doesn't mm. even matter. Mm. Um, you can use Earnest. And what it is is a affiliate management tool, affiliate link management tool. Nice. So let's say that, like, you know, you have what do you Chase, don't you do like bag reviews? I do or bag stuff. Right? Yep. Is that your thing? Yep. Okay. So do you get a lot of stuff from Amazon? No. No. Just like right, so, yeah, other affiliate programs. Yeah, like like some some of the indie bag manufacturers have a little program. Right. You know. Little program. So so you get a link from them, right? Mm. You enter it into Earnest, and you can add your own product uh, photo, your own description, mm. your own price, your own all these things. Yeah. You can just manage it. Yeah. And then you can add it as either an in-text link in a post or a page, or you can add it as a short code, which will bring up like a, an actual display box, yeah. right? That's kind of yeah. like one of those like pop-out boxes in your content. And all of the links, we call it Earnest because it's like the honest affiliate marketing plugin. So we have disclosures, like, you know, you're supposed to put disclosures on all your affiliate links. So the in-text links have hover over disclosures Mm -hmm. and the actual pop-up boxes have disclosures that that appear in every single one of them. Got it. And you can customize all of that. So 
So once you add those to your post and let's say the, this little tiny affiliate program that you're dealing with, they change their link or they change the product, you know, description or they change anything. You don't have to go through every single one of those posts. You can just upload, update it in one place and it'll update it across your entire website, which is crazy to think that like those plugins kind of exist, but not to that extent. Yeah. Right. They, they kind of do one thing. Like pretty links is one of those, like is what everyone uses except specifically Amazon doesn't let you, you know, they don't want you cloaking links. They don't want you hiding the fact that it Mm. is an Amazon link. Right. And Ernest doesn't do that. Yeah. We technically cloak, meaning if you want to go on a podcast and say, Hey everyone, go to moneylab.co slash bag. It'll automatically redirect, but we don't print that on the actual web pages because it's against the rules a lot in a lot of affiliate programs. So this is Ernest. and, And this, this is a pay once thing or is it a subscription? It's pay once per year. Okay, cool. So if you have one site, it's $49. If you have five sites, it's $99 a year. Yep. And if you have, you know, like me, I have like, I think six or seven sites, I would pay the unlimited fee, which would be $199 a year. Mm. So you're happy with this? You would do this again in terms of this being your first foray? Well, not your first. Not my first. You said you had done some other software projects, but you're happy yeah, with the way that one. this one turned out. Yes, because it... it <sighs> Because we developed something and it worked from the very beginning and it solved a very specific problem. And we had beta testers who had this open feedback. Like I learned, I, you know, you think uh, you, you want to scratch your own itch, right? Which is what I did. Right. Except other people have good ideas too. You know, sometimes I kind of have the Steve jobs approach where I'm like, they don't know what they want until they get it in their hands. Yeah. And then sometimes some people do know what they want and they can think ahead like that. And those people offer a lot of good insights and the most important part of it with with having beta testers was the communication we were using to sell the product Mm. you know people keep saying well i don't have amazon so i can't use Ernest." i'm like it's not an amazon product it does amazon as a bonus feature like you can search amazon products within Ernest. you can you know automatically add it just because amazon has an api but you literally can use any link it doesn't even matter it doesn't even have to be an affiliate link Mm. it can be your own ebook on your own website and you can display it, you know, in your post nice and big, which most, you know, you can't really do right now if you're not a programmer Mm. or you don't know how to use, you know, develop WordPress that tightly. So, yeah, no, that's fascinating. I hear what you're saying for the listeners. I think this is a good point. This moment where you're talking about the Steve jobs approach, which is like the customer doesn't know what it, what they want. Yeah. Right. If you, it's that old Henry Ford quote, if I asked the customer what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. Right. I had a completely different thing in mind that I knew what they really wanted. And that looked like an automobile. Right. So there's a lot of times in an entrepreneur's journey where you make you need ultimately to make decisions like that. But what Matt's also saying is getting this feedback from his beta testers ended up rounding out his understanding so much more. And specifically, you called out how you talk about what this does. And that's something that we've noticed again and again in Fizzle. We have this course on customer conversations, how to talk to customers to get insights about what you should be doing. Most people do that the wrong way completely, and there's a very simple method for doing it so that you get insights that just like the ones you're talking about, Matt, so you know what your homepage needs to have on it. You know what what the question you need to confront right away is. You know what I mean? This isn't just for Amazon. You know know what their assumptions and their, their objections are so much more, and... That I think is really well said because 
it's a great example of how getting that feedback from just a small group of people can just completely Friends. get you out of your own head, right? You know how we get stuck yeah. in our heads and we don't know what the real world out there is actually totally. like sometimes? Yeah. Especially if you've been working on something for a couple of years. Yeah, you know? totally. You get right. so close to it, Yeah, right? Yeah. But you know what? The, the, the answers didn't come from them saying, oh, I think you should do yeah, this. Yeah, totally. The answers came from, oh, I wish Ernest did this. And I'm like, uh, it yeah, does do totally. that. God, you right. know, like, ugh, yeah. I need to fix, I need to fix stuff on my website. Cause like people are not, I just, you know, you could tell what they weren't yeah. getting just from their words. Totally. And it's like, I need to address that. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is like, this is the first project where I had to work with a partner and we did something very quickly and it was an it was an equal share of labor, mm. right? Where like I was doing a lot of the all the front end stuff, he was doing all the back end stuff, and I, I really don't have good luck with that. Over you know last ten years, like I've, I've you know you've seen, I, I used to do you know a pod a, a, a personal finance podcast. I used to um, with mm. a partner, and I used to have this other software right company. Now. Used to a lot of air quotes, a lot of air quotes. Used yeah. to with a partner. Well, no, it's not used to. It's that. I don't no, need to air yeah, quote. That yeah. didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, you're just gesticulating. Literally <laughs> used to do those things. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what, what's the point? What are, you driving at? what are you driving at? I'm, I have Subaru Outback. <laughs> what, what are you asking? Yeah. What are you? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? You were heading towards something. Oh, it's, yeah. It felt like you were like, you're like, you, you don't have, to this. you don't have good luck with partners. You're saying. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, uh, was there something about, so it was, was there something about choosing this partner that made it different? Or working with this partner? No, no, it was luck. It was luck. Yeah. Okay. So I, and this is interesting because you mentioned in, as you were telling the story, this, the 60, 40 split, I'm assuming 60 to you because it was your idea. It was your original intention. Mm -hmm. all, like you had this thing already built already in a lot of ways, but it hadn't been, I mean, right. it's not worth anything to anybody else at that moment, but it was the original right. sort of thing. And, and now this is a fascinating thing because, uh, and this is not where I thought that this conversation would go, but I love this part because we could go other places. No, because a lot I, of people, no, a lot okay. of people are, are are wondering about this, right? A lot of people uh -huh. are like, "How do I do this partner conversation thing?" Well, and I love this because, thank you, Matt, for saying it was luck. Yeah, right. Yeah. How many how many people come on a show like this and admit totally. the role that luck played? Yeah. But you tried mm. multiple times, and you got to figure at some point your luck's going to turn out in your favor yeah right you have there's probably yeah, some and i was skeptical too yeah so. and maybe there's some percentage you know maybe 25 percent of partnerships are going to work out or something so you tried three times and one one time you got lucky yeah yeah you i know? tried one Real time lucky. and i got lucky i got lucky one time but yeah. but but at the same time like these things take work right they they take yeah. uh intelligence they take intelligence up front and and i mean like 90 percent of that can be hashed out in those introductory conversations Right. Like I have a good friend who right. has a podcast with a partner. Right. And they are like, they, like the amount of work that's being done by one versus the other. It's like, it's been long enough now. And I'm like, I told you, I, I told you this always happens. The amount of yeah. work shifts over time. Interest from individual parties shift over time when it was like, a, yeah. let's see how this goes. And it's a, it's a bel delicate balance to go like, listen, we need to not take this too seriously yeah. so that we can have fun while we make it. Right. But however, 
we can create like so one of the things i don't know how i don't know if we want to start giving any advice on this because it gets a little bit dangerous legally there in some ways but i do think people should do a little research and maybe we can sort of in the advice column besides our own personal stories kind of put a pin in it in this just a little research on on a construct that to me made everything make so much sense and that is you have a structure where you're both earning ownership in the project over time totally right what do we call that well first we call it don't jump into a 50 50 partnership yeah never never unless you know somebody really well you can work your way towards one yeah but wait why do you say that because if if there are two people in a project Uh and you end up disagreeing on the future of the project the only recourse is for one person to like sue the other one or for the whole thing to blow up yeah you know, yeah. which is what I've done twice. Right. Exactly. Whereas in this For the case, exact same reason in mm-hmm. this case, Matt, because you had a 60, 40 partnership, if it hadn't worked mm-hmm. out with the software developer, you could have said adios and I'm going to find somebody else to finish out this project and you could have salvaged it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean that, you know, I think that's, that's a good way. Another, the, the other thing that you're talking about is yeah. over time, if you, if you have co-founders, you can both earn in, you can have, um, vesting, a vesting schedule, a, ve- a vesting schedule of equity so that if somebody leaves after a year because it's not working out for them yeah. and somebody else works for four or five years on this project, that person will end up with the lion's share of yeah. the equity yeah. so that you're not stuck with dragging somebody along who didn't totally. do all the work. The equity ends up being delivered into each individual co-founder's sort of account yeah. over time according mm. to a set schedule that is defined ahead of time. Yes. Right? So common did for this to happen over four or five years. And what's good about that is you can kind of, you have these six months sort of check-ins. It's like, hey, uh, I noticed that I'm doing a little bit more over here than you are. And you got to have those h- d- difficult conversations still, but that can change and, and update sort of vest schedule type stuff as someone's going like yeah i'm just not this thing isn't doing it for me i don't really want to and then it's like okay well you've got your you know one percent of the company that you'll have either forever or whatever who knows because if they've done work up to now to help you get there it's this is it's a very delicate thing that we're working on it is and you know frankly it's a lot of work because you have to talk to attorneys up front to set all this up and make sure that it's going to work and if you there's a good chance that you could still screw it up even with this if you if it's your first time out yeah it's not bulletproof right yeah and we should write an article on this for like the layman and just like even if it's just kind of sending off to links that are really helpful to other things because someone could look for set up a small business vesting schedule uh, set up a small business sort of vesting partnership. You mm-hmm. can search for these things and see what you find. Yeah. But maybe we could cull some of that information. There's a ton of this point. stuff out there in the startup world. It yeah. just doesn't trickle down to our world because yeah. most of us are like, I don't know, I found somebody and we just started working on the project together. Mm. Well, in that case, you are de facto a partnership and you are equal owners unless yeah. you figured right. it out ahead of time. So anyway. So I'm curious, Matt, this is they like, like, like without no need for any details or things like that. But what was that like for you to go through partnership sort of blowouts? Like what was the feeling? The first one was rough. Um, I mean, I've gone through, I think I've, I've done it. You could say three times. Uh, the first time was the, like the heroin thing. Um, and I had, <laughs> I did have uh, a partnership and I was just like, this isn't, I gotta go. Like I gotta go, but you know, um, no hard feelings in that one. The second one, which was the podcast that I did, there was, there was hard feelings. I mean, it just like, uh, Andrew and I were friends 
And then we, we destroyed it. We destroyed our friendship. Um, and we have since rekindled, we have since like built it back, but for probably a good year, like, yeah, just no, no bad mouthing, but just, you know, distant. Um, and then mm. this most recent one is, was totally fine. Totally. Like, um, you know, it wasn't working out for me. Like there was, there was just one, you know, it was a, it was a three, three, three partnership. What do you call those? Like a third, um, math. So mm-hmm. there, like I did that and <laughs> I was just like, like after a year, I'm sitting there going like, this sucks. This isn't fun. Like I have one rule in life, which is have fun, make money. And, um, and since I'm not going to be a good prostitute, like software seemed to be the next good thing or, you know, blogging. I think don't. So, hey, no, listen. it's true. Look, all right. You know, all right. Be, we don't need, uh, look, okay. It's true. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so it, it, but like feeling wise, like, like, that first one, or yeah, the, not the first sure. one, but the one where it ruined your friendship, like right that that there's consequences there to this. no yes and no um i for all of those that have happened, they've all been huge more more huge relief than you know than I screwed up or I'm kicking myself every day, right it's like mm. it's not it's not like that girl you didn't talk to and now you're like oh i'm kicking myself for you know not going up to her and saying hello it's like it's you know or man or guy you know depending on <clears throat> yeah your orientation but like the <laughs> the idea that like they, they at some point they the reason the partnership falls apart is because something isn't working it's never partnerships don't fall apart because mm. like things are great and everyone's doing a good job and someone's just like you know yeah. what i want to take a sabbatical and like screw this whole thing like that doesn't that doesn't happen yeah. Right. Yeah. So and, and I also think the biggest for me, the biggest thing has always been and this is what like my so my partner on this particular project on Ernest is JP. So I'll refer to him as JP. And mm. one of the things is like he's a business owner, too. Right. That's like that's mm-hmm. what he does. And he and, you know, so he comes from a line of the same thing I come from. But one of the biggest things that he said to me in the beginning was we need to we need to do hour for hour. That was the big thing. He's like, if, mm. if I, if I'm doing more hours than you, I'm going to say something. And he's like, and I want you to say something if you're doing more hours than me, otherwise this thing is going to fall apart. And yeah. I think he had some, some, I, I don't know this for sure, but it seems as though he knew that going in and I didn't, you know, after, yeah. after my, you know, two or three attempts, like he, he basically said to me, I was like, oh yeah, duh. Of course. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Right. So he, he, I either had some experience or had read enough or something like that, but he kind of, yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Both of you on like, Hey, we need to take this seriously. Right. We need to do this for reals. Right? And, they, and this is not the first thing I'm, I'm doing another project with him now too, because he, and, and, you know, we've both kind of proven ourselves to each other in a very short period of time. So this is, this yeah. is still kind of new. This is only three, three months old, Yeah, but we've yeah, proven yeah. it. We've proven ourselves to each other. And you know, I, I hope it lasts. That's that's all I can say about that. I obviously can't predict the future, but that is, you know, yeah. That's yeah, and not and not to say that partnerships are bad or good. Um, they're I think they're really good when because JP fills a void that like I, I feel like I'm 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 talented. I can do a lot of different things. One of the things that I can't do, two things I can't do, is write words mm-hmm. on on paper or screen. Yeah, and I can't program that well. Yeah, both of those things I can literally do, mm. but well, no, really, I, I, and I always kind of thought you were a good copywriter. What, I, what's your secret? How do you how do you make the words? Wait, did you say copywriting okay, you don't so do the, well? Uh, so the secret of right. being a good... Spill your guts, young man. Okay. The secret for being a good copywriter is to 
get kicked out of college um and then yeah. and then have people make fun of you for your writing most of your life fail every english class in high school and have a chip on your shoulder and try yeah. to prove them all wrong so okay. got it that was my that, that's not what I, how i wanted to do it but that's how it ended up happening for me so but wait hold on you think you're not good at writing copy is that for reals i have a yes i have a deep like a personal issue because of because of being like kind of like even today my brother texted I, I published a post today on money lab my brother texted me and said youtuber is not spelled with two b's it's completely unreadable and i'm like what oh god <laughs> i've been berated yeah. for my for 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 my prose and my english and my grammar for as long as i can remember i okay, still even and, and even though i have trained myself to become better at it those things still like i still publish things and hate myself and go there's gonna someone's gonna no one's gonna say this is great they're gonna say you forgot to use a semicolon there and i think this is this needs to be stated for the the listeners here one of the reasons why now first of all we we started talking about and we're not going to be able to get into matt's backstory we're gonna have to do that on another episode because this is way too interesting we're learning about how matt created this software application that he was using for forever already and then he just happened to find and luck out on a a developer person who was like accomplished and knew what he was doing and they were able to put a partnership together functionally right yeah and how matt got a project out successfully that earns money despite having what he says are these major deficiencies yeah. in, in not coding and not copywriting basically right now. I do think the reason why this is working so well, the reason why anything works so well is in large part due to the copywriting, right? Because people are landing on earnest.com or get earnest or whatever it is. What's the URL? Get earnest.com. Get earnest.com. And they're not having that like, oh, but I don't do Amazon moment anymore because right. you've learned, oh, we got to make sure that they know that, well, that it, it does this. It thing. works, first of all, because it's a good product, because sure. it, it, it's capable of doing all those things. But that doesn't matter if nobody understands that yeah. it does those things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And to, that's what go for. Yeah, it. I mean, I had to recently like it's been happening so much that people keep coming back like, oh, I wish it did this. I'm like, it does. And so yeah. I've actually gone back recently and completely re-edited the video to show because I at the first time I I had created this it's a like a silent film type of uh, video vibe and I I had all Amazon products in there yeah. and I didn't even realize it and yeah. so I had to go back and add non Amazon like clearly yeah. non Amazon products like totally. software products in the video just subconsciously and then and then used words like you know when I talk about the Amazon thing call it bonus like this is a bonus feature right yeah, this is yeah. not and then and then add like I added, I, I tried to pull in every single logo for every single affiliate program, program I could think of and just throw them all on there. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. And then someone, you know, you know, just like anything I could come up with. Totally. Sort of See, like, this is the shit, man. This is, this is, yeah. this is why, this is what good copywriting is. And I mean, the reason why Matt and I became such great friends is because we both basically beat the of each other like in our heads like non-stop like we were starting mm-hmm. the conversation with before we started recording there's a lot of dashboard confessionals in here and like whiny little <laughs> there's just like there's a lot of whining going on inside of me and the whiner in me reached out to the whiner in you in some ways right but there's a lot of like there's a lot of that that stuff that we love we love that self-deprecating we love and a lot of a lot of people out there do but the truth is which is which is weird because i'm from the east coast so that makes sense 
Like no, you know, dude, being from, from like East New Coast, Jersey makes sense. You're supposed to be sense. just like, what? I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm. I don't care about it. I'm just tough. Give me a big sandwich. Make it. Make it kill me. Make a sandwich that's going to kill me. Put five meats in my sandwich. I want five. I want nine meats and then also ten cheeses and then just warm. No, it up. I complain because there's too much corned beef on my on my sandwich. <laughs> yeah. You know, okay. like, that's I, there's right. always a problem. We were we were sensitive for our environment. <laughs> that's yeah. all that is, right? So, anyways, the point being, you guys get to see this loud and clear an entrepreneur with insecurity who is successful, who's created something that is working and yet his insecurity is still showing up and potentially still keeping him from making decisions every day that could improve his business, that can make him have more fun and make more money. The goals that he, you heard live him say out here, but I'm just saying your video on Ernest and your copywriting on Ernest solid. They answer the questions. They get me over my objections. You're a good copywriter. You know how to do that. But that doesn't come from just magically willing yourself to write good copy. It comes from admitting you have a deficiency, working Mm -hmm. to get better at it, and then knowing that the secret to good copy is talking to your customers and finding out what they know that you can't see. And and, uh, people might not be hearing this underneath there. What's underneath there is a, a, a realization or a commitment to this might take time. To get my copywriting working right, I might have to go re-edit my video. Mm. To get my copywriting working right, I might have to add and update things as I learn them. So talking to customers and understanding that I might not get it in my first go. A lot of people, they'll get it. They, they'll, they might get it wrong in their first go and they think I'm terrible at copywriting. But what Matt's learned through all of his projects is like, Oh no, that doesn't mean anything. It just means the first ra- first round like didn't go that great. Right. right? We're going right. to win this I mean, fight. That- that permeates throughout my entire career doing mm. this. Yeah. You know, when I, when I think about it, like you go back to swim university, the, like my first site, not a single article on that site is still there from 2006. Mm. Like they really? have all been changed and, and, and probably changed two or three times. Every single one of them. Wow. Same with roasty. I still roasty right now. Like we've, we, we created our like base of articles. We've deleted some, we've condensed some, and we're rewriting all of them. And the same mm. thing goes for even Brew Cabin that I started earlier this year. We had 12 articles rewriting all of them. Wow. Just wow, constantly doing, you know, because I don't look at a blog as like, it's not, once you publish something, it's not done. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's, See, that's, that's my, what like, I think we, we, we get stuck in that because a sure. lot of the stuff that we've written is, is old, 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 and it still performs really great, but we can yeah. go through and update so much yeah. to hit for right now for 2018. You know totally. what I mean? I, yeah. yeah. The way I look at, yeah, the way I look at all of my brands, they're, they're books with new editions. They're not, you know, they're not newspapers mm. that just yeah. constantly come out all it's the not time. A diary. Interesting. It's not a diary. It's not. And the reason I think that is because. Well, one, it's the internet, so you can go back and do those things. You can, you know, you literally have that capability. But every single one of my projects is more of a resource, even Money Lab itself, mm. right? Money Lab, which is more of a journal blog style thing. Yeah. People, um, the idea of, of Money Lab is I don't write individual blog posts. Like basically, each blog post is a project that I do, right? Uh, Ernest being one of them. So you can read the entire behind the scenes of Ernest. But instead of me creating, a new blog post like every month or every week or every day journaling that process. Mm. I just keep updating the same post over and over again. And every time I update it, I go back and I reread what I've written 
And I'll even do edits like as I'm adding more content. So you're a good editor. You're a good editor. This is where all that like English literature major (sighs) crap is coming out because this is what I hear from a lot of successful people. We're going to have to close this pretty soon because this has been a (laughs) whirlwind. I love this. But this is what, and we'll close on this, this idea. And maybe if there's one more thing you could share on this, Matt, if something comes to mind, but this sense of being an editor who works with things over time to make them better and better as we learn information, as we have a sense of feel that's like something's off about this video, something's off about this page, something's off. And sometimes it's data that we've heard from customers and clients, and sometimes it's just that like, yeah. Yeah. what would make me yeah, like you, this today? When you go back and edit one of those blog posts, what's guiding you yeah. in those changes? Mm. I'm writing to one person, and sometimes I forget that, mm. and that's a real person. Yeah. Um, it's not a, it's not an avatar, yeah. right? Um, and so I, I, and I, and I, I punch up things, which I don't think a lot of bloggers think about, like in the, you know, script writing world, you know, they bring in comedians to sort of like punch up scripts, like, like look at every single individual line. Like one of my favorite shows is Arrested Development. Yeah. And if you watch that show, every other line is funny. It's ridiculous. It's like, it, every other line. They spend so almost much to a time. It's like you're exhausted. Almost, you're exhausted. Almost yes. to a fault because the pattern is the the humor pattern is so fast. It's kind of like Thirty Rock in yeah. that way. Yeah, it's so fast yes. that Insane. it's almost not funny. You never go full laugh. Yeah, you never get a full laugh. Well, you you have to rewatch it over yeah. and over yeah. again, yeah. right? Yeah. So so one of the things that um people I, I, people if they if no one knows who the hell I am, which is fine, they may know of a page that I did uh, a couple years ago called "Give Me Your Email Address," mm. right? So if you go to moneylab.co slash email, it's this page that I developed. It's about 400 words, I think, maybe a little, maybe a little bit more. And the idea is that when you like, it's basically me just begging for your email address. And I like throw all these like different pop-ups and and smart bars Mm -hmm. and all these different things at you. And it's a, it's a, it's like satire on the idea of like, everyone's asking for your email address with all these pop-ups and stuff. It took me a month and a half to write those words Mm. because the if the way it came out of me was I had this I was on a website a, a pop up came up I got super angry I jumped on Money Lab and I just started typing f this f that give me your f and email address I want your f and email address so bad I can taste your f and email address in my mouth yeah. you know, all this stuff <laughs> super angry and then I took a break I came back and I'm like well this isn't funny right so it's like there's just a, a there's an f word in every sentence yeah. and so I went back changed it sent it to Steph she looked at it. She's like, oh, this isn't funny. Sent it to my buddy, Jason. He looked at it. Man, you can change this. And just kept working on this piece for a month, maybe mm. two months almost, until I finally published it and it went viral. Yeah. And I don't attribute that to the idea. I attribute that to the craftsmanship of, of, of the words on the page. Like the words on the page were more important than like the pop-ups and stuff, yeah. which it's, you know. You know how I think about it is like the idea is the nugget and then the words like the, but you there's like a million great ideas that are out there right in front like like any zen koang like any like deep like amazing philosopher who will just say something it's like right. the it's the thing but there's no context yeah. there's no me there's no way for me to 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 get absorbed into it without like all of this stuff that comes into i mean that if i got that thing it would change all in my life right but it's how we do it, not just what the thing is that we give it. And, and so the, the words you put together, they, they facilitated the sort of like the delivery of this nugget. And they made it right. so fun to do it. 
I mean, you can tell when someone really puts time and attention into something. Yeah. And then you can tell when someone just, you know, spits out a blog post and has to do it every week or every day or, or whatever. And the same goes for podcasts and videos. And, you know, like I, there's just I mean, I got I'm, I'm getting more into like just actually watching YouTube mm. as a as just a casual viewer instead of like research. And I just noticed that like there's there's certain videos that I watch and I'm like the production value and the the editing of those videos are what make it different and and set them apart from everything yeah. else. Yeah. Um because otherwise like I don't like vlogs. I think vlogs are incredibly stupid mm. and are a complete waste of time for anyone watching them. And but yet there are people who are doing things that are that take a lot of editing and a lot of skill and are developing scripts. They're not just like editing their life. They're, they're, they're crafting something. Those will last forever. They're not just a blip on the radar of the vlogger sphere, right? They're, they're going to last forever. And the same goes for blog posts. You're going to have those blogs that disappear. And then you're going to have those blogs that stick around because they're basically books. Yeah. yeah I love that. You know, love that. All right, dude, we got to call it quits here, but Matt, you are coming back on the show. Yeah, I want to hear more. I want to hear more. Corbin, don't you want to hear more? I do. I want to hear I have hear like 20 questions more. I was just about to get into. Yeah, I know. Matt, thanks for being on the show, man. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right, y'all, there you have it. That is the Matt Giovannisi episode, which you can get the show notes. There's a lot of quotes and best bits of this written down for you over at fizzleshow.co slash 50. Well, not 50, 250. This is episode 250. fizzleshow.co slash 250. Our thanks to Matt. Give him some love on the social networks. Tell him how much you love this conversation because it was a good one. All right, listen, here's a quote, an iTunes review from Loon Union in the U.S. of A who says, inspiration and guidance. Chase, Steph, Corbett, the former Fizzle members and guests that have graced the Fizzle show offer both guidance and inspiration in their mission to improve not just your business, but your life. And that's true, y'all. We feel like that. My business, to me, is where I fundamentally and profoundly make important changes to my life because when my money is coming in and I can afford the things that I need to for my family, right? This can unlock and open up my opportunities for how I'm spending my time, the ways I get to deal with or be present during dinner time. That's what it's like for me. End of my day, dinner time, you know, that's the big deal. So we're trying to give you that inspiration and guidance. Loon Union gets it. Thank you, Loon Union, for leaving us an iTunes review. Dear listener, if you haven't yet, leave us an iTunes review. Just go to iTunes, search for the show, and click write a review. I'm grateful because I read every single one, no matter what country you're in. All right, folks, that's episode 250. Keep it going. Make it count. This is your life, and you know, fizzle.co, we're going to be there for you at every step of the journey. Get involved. Talk to you later. By the way, just before uh, we recorded this episode, I did an Instagram Live. If you don't know, Team Fizzle is our Instagram account. Get on that sucker, because we do these live videos now where we have people come on answer questions right there bada bing bada boom it's really fun it's so much fun you just get to like actually ask what's on your mind to one of us uh it's it's a blast so team fizzle is our instagram account if you're not already following us jump in you're gonna like it we also got inspirational quotes and stuff like that there for you to help you punch through in the week all right y'all talk to you later bye-bye